Welcome to the Educational Passages podcast. This is the Mini Boat Traffic Report. Educational Passages is a nonprofit organization that seeks to connect people around the world to the ocean and each other through unique global experiences. I'm your host, Cassie Stymus. Since our last traffic report on December 19th, there were three landings, four recoveries, and three launches. While there weren't any launches or landings in the Pacific this time, there was still a lot of ground covered with miniboat tracks, and the butterfly of the sea also appears to be surfing around the islands of Hawaii. We also recorded a podcast episode today with Nate Sandell talking about Columbia River Maritime Fleet and the miniboats they've launched in the Pacific. And there are a few updates and plans in the works that we share about on that episode, so have a listen when it's published. Let's scroll over to the Atlantic and zoom into Massachusetts in the Northeast. In particular, we're looking at Cape Cod Bay, which extends from the tip of Cape Cod West to Plymouth, Massachusetts. This school year, Falmouth High School students there launched their own scientific study to launch three miniboats into this bay during the sea turtle stranding season, which happens from October to December every year. They're doing this to better understand how wind and currents move things in the bay, which resembles how sea turtles can get cold stunned and stranded on local beaches. A mini boat was involved in a 2019 study on this very thing with Jim Manning at NOAA and Felicia Page at URI. And the same mini boat is now part of this Falmouth Schools project once again. Two of the miniboats were ready and released in Cape Cod Bay around 1 p.m. on December 21st, thanks to the U.S. Coast Guard and specifically CPO Larry Johnson. The next day, the two boats, which was Riptide and also Rockstar, both sailed northeast across the bay, almost landing near Race Point. But they looped southeast, and then the winds appeared to have shifted, which sent the boats on a westward track towards Situate. Both boats landed within a half hour of each other and less than a mile and a half distance between. This was the evening of an incoming storm that caused major flooding along the northeast coast, so a successful recovery was not a guarantee. But we woke on December 23rd to an email that Riptide was successfully recovered. Turns out it had landed really close to the Noah Stowag and Bank National Marine Sanctuary's main office. Rockstar was later covered that afternoon as well, after the high tide and storm had passed. Thanks to Ben, Mike, and Dave for stepping up and supporting our project, especially through this rough weather. The students in Falmouth now have two miniboat voyages of tracks to analyze for their upcoming science fair. They also have a unique story to add as evidence to their research because Miss Milliken, their teacher, found one of the stranded turtles during the project. The turtle, which was a loggerhead, was recovered and taken to the New England Aquarium Animal Care Center, and it was later flown to Missouri for rehab before it'll be released back into the Gulf of Mexico. What an interesting project. So last time we shared how Yamaya had crossed the equator. Well, 16 days later, on December 29th, it made land less than 100 nautical miles west of where the Spirit of Galway landed back in October in Côte d'Ivoire. The GPS is now reporting from a village near Nakaparo, and we hope they reach out soon. But speaking of the Spirit of Galway and Côte d'Ivoire, in fact, on January 8th, I awoke to a message on Facebook that it had been recovered 
And for the first time since it was launched last September, we got to see a picture of it. The cargo hatch had been removed uh, and all the things inside were gone, but the sticker with our name and contact information was still on the deck. So a Monsignor Dosky reached out. I couldn't believe my eyes. At first, I had thought it was someone in France that found the HK Pride because the message was sent in French and that boat was actually in the Bay of Biscay and approaching France at the time. But looking closer at the picture, it started to all make sense. We've contacted uh, Mr. Dosky and hope to connect him with some local contacts we have down there. And hopefully there'll be more to share on the next traffic report. We're also still waiting to see Schnellwelle recovered as it's still on a sandy beach in Guyana. But we have made some contacts with local authorities there and again, hope to have news on that one on the next report as well. But the landing of Yamaya on December 29th and the finding of the Spirit of Galway on January 8th, both from the NF Pogo fleet, was such a great segue to the new year. While I was creating our 2022 highlight reel, which you can see on our social accounts, it was really fun to acknowledge and celebrate all that we have achieved last year. In 2022, we had 44 deployments. We made national and international news. We collaborated with dozens of partners, directly engaged over 60 schools around the world. We celebrated the first mini boat launched in the South Atlantic, and that was actually the Spirit of Galway, and celebrated the students who engineered their mini boats to collect new sensor data about the ocean. We started this podcast, which had over 500 downloads, and in 2023, we get to celebrate 10 years of Educational Passages being a nonprofit. And I really can't thank you all enough for being a part of this grand adventure. And to keep the celebrations going, we're kicking things off already with the very first launch of 2023. And it's actually a new milestone, the first to be launched in the Southern Ocean. The Sacred Heart Star of the Sea, which is from Kingston, Massachusetts, was built by students at Sacred Heart School there and shipped to Cape Town, South Africa back in 2019. It was launched as part of a geology cruise to study the Marian Rise. It landed in Western Australia in June of 2020, actually already hitting a milestone there as it was the very first to land in Australia. But it landed without a sail and with the mast broken inside the bow of the hull. So in addition to touring local schools in Perth and Bunbury and pretty much all the west coast of Australia, it had to undergo considerable repair. But thanks to the care and coordination of Mr. Bill Power, a geologist himself, the boat was repaired at Fremantle College, which is a senior high school, and a new sail was designed for a rougher ocean by Mr. Pete Ripley. After inspecting the original sail and design and knowing how rough the seas are in these areas, remember the boat was designed for Atlantic crossings originally, it was agreed that the team would make a smaller sail that would be a better fit. They also gave the boat a new mast, a carbon fiber rod, thanks to Windrush Yachts. 
The hold of the boat contains letters from three schools now, including Sacred Heart School in Massachusetts, Osterland Primary School, where it was originally brought to when it landed there, thanks to Carol Smith, and Blue Gum Montessori School, another school connection that got to be made when the boat landed there. So why a relaunch into the Southern Ocean? You know, careful consideration and thought went into all the possible launch sites, which included northerly options and even from the southwest corner of Australia. But Bill says the Southern Ocean was chosen for two reasons. First, a potential landing in Chile or New Zealand seems particularly exciting. Second, the Southern Ocean is the only ocean left untouched by miniboat efforts. The other sites were discounted for various reasons. Well, after the repairs were made, the boat was shipped to Tasmania thanks to Oscar Naval and taken aboard the Australian longline ship Antarctic Aurora. They set sail for Brides Bay, not sure how to pronounce that, Antarctica on January 4th and launched the miniboat during their transit. The miniboat was launched on January 9th, just yesterday, at 50 degrees south latitude. This second voyage of the Star of the Sea started on the other side of the world and is now on its own again, set out to teach us new things about our incredible ocean. That's it for this week's Mini Boat Traffic Report. Head on over to the Educational Passages website, educationalpassages.org slash at sea to explore the tracks and stories yourself. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the Educational Passages podcast. Educational Passages is a nonprofit organization. Please consider making a donation to help us continue our work, bringing people together to learn more about the ocean. To donate, visit educationalpassages.org support. If you're enjoying this program, please consider subscribing to the podcast in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, or from wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening.